Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Camps Bay Guy podcast, your go-to podcast for everything property in Cape Town. I can't wait to get into this episode with Sabia Sabia, an absolute icon in South African property. Um, let's get into the show. Guys, today I'm so excited that we have our first ever guest on the Camps Bay Guy pod, a very good personal friend of mine and a huge swinger in the luxury real estate game, Sabir Sabir. Sabir has a BSc in Construction Economics and Management with an honors in Quantity Surveying. He is also the co-founder of Let's Prop In, a media company centered around the luxury real estate market. With a YouTube subscriber base of over 50,000 and a monthly viewing of 300,000 viewers, Let's Prop In is one of the biggest real estate focused channels in Africa. Sabir also personally has over 32,000 followers on Instagram, and we're so excited to have you on this episode. Sabir, welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me, man. Um, I've been watching from afar. I've been very much backing you and your journey. I've loved the way you've sort of applied yourself to the real estate uh, industry. So thank you so much for having me today. It's a pleasure, man. So I've been in Cape Town for about two months now, which has flown by. It looks like this year wants to finish. So I've been in Cape Town for the last two months recording some of our episodes, some of the real estate videos which we've posted recently, which the latest one is probably one of my favorites, I, I won't lie. Even though I'm not allowed to say that, but it is probably one of my favorite. But over these last two months, we've been recording um expanding the brand, reaching out to different parties and working with different individuals, which we think will help us uh, take the brand to the next level. That's amazing, man. I know you guys are going to, I can't wait to see some of your tours. I always, I always like to, to watch them. Um, I've also been watching you from afar. Yeah. So yeah, it's been, uh, we've, I think we've kind of come up, but mm. obviously you being in the media, media side of real estate and showcasing that aspect and myself, obviously, um, selling we've, we've kind of at the same time started our journeys and I I still remember when I first met you at the Orem <laughs> um, and you were using your little mobile gimbal and, and filming stuff like that and now that you've come so far and we were actually chatting before the episode started and how you've gotten all this equipment um, maybe just tell everybody about you know obviously who you are and your journey and how you got to where you are now yeah we'd love yeah. to we'd love to hear yeah so when you reached out for this podcast, I actually went back to watch that episode of The Orem just to just to remember that moment. And yeah, it seems like a long time ago, but it was maybe like two or three years ago when we used to record all these home tours by just using our phones. Um, but yeah, so yeah, as you say, I'm Sabia Sabia, originally from Joburg, went to school my entire life in Johannesburg, and then high school went to St. John's College. And then after finishing high school there, I decided to come to Cape Town. That was my sort of initial introduction to Cape Town as a whole. Now and again, we'd come for a rugby tour, but that was the first time living in Cape Town. I uh, started doing BSc construction studies, loved it, did it for three, four years, and then did my honors in quantity surveying. And throughout that time, I'm going to link it back to what we're doing now, but throughout that time, I've always been interested in architecture, design, interior design, development, property development, real estate. My dad used to be a real estate agent, so that's how I initially got that taste 
every Sunday we used to sort of go to these open houses. I knew we weren't going to buy. Well, at that age, I wasn't sure whether we were going <laughs> to buy, but I'd always hope like every time we go to a house, I'd always think, okay, this is going to be my room. This is where I'll stay. This is how I'm going to kit it out. This is where my bed's going to be. So I'd always imagine how I'd make that space to be like mine. And we'd never buy any of those homes. <laughs> but yeah, that's how the, the, bu the bug started. And throughout varsity, uh, enjoyed my degree. And then through COVID in 2020, COVID hit and varsity had stopped. And there was like a, a, a period of three weeks where everyone was doing nothing and just at home chilling, had nothing to do really. People were almost learning new skills. People are learning how to bake banana bread. People are learning how to learn new skills. And myself and Neil, which is my co-founder, at the time we were just seated at our apartment, had nothing to do and we're thinking, what can we do, you know? Something that's in line with our values and the things that we're interested in. And then one day we just woke up and we decided to just pick up the phone, you know? Just seeing that top billing wasn't a thing anymore and there wasn't anything in the form of home tours in South Africa. Most of our inspiration comes from the US, New Zealand, Australia. Those are the main markets that we lean on, but there wasn't anything in South Africa at the time. So we decided, no, let's do, let's just do that. Let's pick up the phone and record our own apartment, which was the apartment that we're staying in during Varsity. And that's, and that's how it started, man. Amazing, mm. yeah. And I, I actually remember, I, I, I remember seeing that journey because at the same time that you started, I think I kind of, I, I was working at Tyson Properties yeah. and doing social media. So I was in the social media space mm. and I saw all of that stuff and it was super inspiring to see how you guys, just to, just to see that journey from, you know, recording literally with a phone and a gimbal and a, and a mobile gimbal yeah. and, a, and a microphone that you guys have bought to now I think you guys have got all the equipment, mm. a drone, all that stuff and, and your stuff's really professional. Yeah, um, I'll, I'll tell you a funny yeah. story. Um, in the beginning periods of what we were doing. So we always used to have, a f we always used to record everything with the phone. We made it look amazing. Like I'll give yeah. us props. We like, made it look amazing, but we always used to record with the phone. We were very self-conscious about having just a phone, you know, because people didn't understand what we could do with the phone. They thought we needed this massive equipment. But one of the breakthroughs was a moment where we got the opportunity to shoot a 35 million rand penthouse in the waterfront. So, the price tag gave us a lot of anxiety, you know, like we couldn't go there just with the phone and say we're going to shoot this 35 million rand property. So what we did was we went to a friend of ours and we actually asked him to borrow his camera, which was an older camera, just to when we get to the shoot, just to show the agent that we are here for business. We're here to record this property and just to show it, yeah, this is, we're professional. Yeah, and yeah, yeah that, that episode we shot with the phone. Uh, so it was just funny to to, sure. to think back at that time where we did everything with the phone. Amazing, man! And it's—I mean, I can imagine it must have been—it mu it must have been a lot of hard work to get to the mm. point where you are now. Mm. And I'm sure we'll we'll get into a bit of that a bit later in the in the episode. Um, so let's go into a few of the the trends in in Cape Town. And what are, what are the current trends you're observing in the luxury real estate market in Cape Town and the rest of South Africa? especially in terms of like the property types, the designs and sort of amenities that, that people are putting into their properties, maybe developments as well. Um, yeah, what are you seeing? Yeah, so in South Africa as a whole, I'd say maybe it is separated by different locations, very location specific, but there are certain trends which are focused on the specific location. 
we more focused on Cape Town and Joburg at the at the moment. We will we are looking to go to KZN and further into Africa. But at the moment, it's mostly Joburg and Cape Town. And what we're seeing in in Joburg is very interesting. And I think it's it's from COVID. What's what was happening in COVID where everyone was at home. Everyone got to get a full lived experience of their entire space and realize, no, actually I want a garden, I want this, I want more space, I want to study at home, I want these things to make my overall lived experience at home much more better. So in Joburg, there's a big drive towards estate living. Freehold properties, I'd say, is on the decline in terms of the amount of sales that are happening in that space. People would rather swap that for more estate living or even sectional title. And that's driven by, I'd say, mostly two things. Um, Security. Security is a massive thing. People are looking to find a space where they can feel secure and safe. Another thing, maybe I'll add a third thing. Another thing is affordability. And then the last thing is just that overall lifestyle that I've, I've explained earlier on. And then in Cape Town, we've seen, I'm sure you can speak more to this. We've seen yeah. a boom of the short term stay market. I mean, yes. the international audience has been flooding Cape Town. The short-term stay market has been on the rise. And it's it's very interesting to how, how long it will last. Because I think with any type of movement, sometimes we get carried away and creates a bubble with, if there's no underlining fundamentals that are supporting yeah. this. So I think the, the short-term stay market is definitely on the rise in Cape Town. But yeah, slowly but surely, the amenities surrounding all individual property types has also been developing because of COVID. And what I mean by this is that people aren't just interested in what's in the four walls and underneath the roof. People are in interested in the house, but what's next door? What's five kilometers down the road? What schools are here? What shopping centers are here? Because people want to have that accessibility to amenities, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, COVID really sped up that, that process of people really caring about their entire environment. This podcast is also sponsored by Home Loan Junction. Home Loan Junction can get you finance on any of your property deals, even if you are a foreigner. And they really work in such a quick and timeless manner. From the first moment I met Erica Fenter from Home Loan Junction, I knew that they were the people I wanted to take care of my clients just because of the professionalism and the way that they just stay in contact. So if you're looking to finance your next property purchase, please get in touch with them. Their details are below. And yeah, they're, they're a great service provider. Thank you, Home Loan Junction. Amazing. Yeah. Thanks so much for, for expanding on that. And I, I definitely agree with you in terms of the short-term rentals in Cape Town. I think yeah, Cape Town, we need to be careful. Um, yeah. We're putting a lot of investment into, into bringing a lot of tourists here. And we can see that with the mayor. And we've now got two flights a week coming in from the US. And I think that has definitely helped us and our short-term market. But you know, we obviously, where the prices are at and the returns you can get from the short-term rentals, um, I think you know, we might hit about, there's obviously going to be a point where, mm. you know, those prices might not be able, what you're paying and what you're going to pay for your bond and the return you can get on the short-term market. There's, you know, there's a cap. There's always going to be a cap. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, how many tourists are going to come and can they keep those tourists coming back, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, Cape Town, it's a beautiful city. We, we know, I know we, we attract a lot of tourists. So yeah, definitely a trend I'm seeing. And then I think on the luxury side of things, I think, what I've seen is especially, well, I can't speak to Joburg, but I think I do see that in Joburg and some of the properties that you've been touring in Joburg, they're big properties, gardens, and mm. 
some of the things people want in their properties is like a spa, um, pools, like multiple pools sometimes, things like that. Um, so yeah, definitely a big trend of people wanting everything under their own roof because I think in COVID when they saw they couldn't go out to the gym yeah. and they couldn't do that. Um, so they want, especially if you can afford a big property, that's what people are wanting. But um, yeah, another yeah. another another interesting trend which is picking up now in, in Joburg is cluster housing, cluster units. So you'd have okay. this this large earth. Maybe there's six to twelve units in that earth, and they're sort of mm. split into maybe four each side, and they're very. It's not really the the highest end of quality, but it's targeting the middle the middle gap yeah, of people. Yeah. Maybe C suite members. Um, MECs, government officials, they're targeting that range of people who maybe have a, a full-time job, have a, a few kids, and really want that lock-up-and-go type of setup. Yeah, maybe yeah. they're traveling around the country. So that's also another thing which has slowly been coming mm. up in Joburg, specifically in like your your Bryanston, Hyde Park areas. Amazing. And another thing on Joburg, do you, mm. obviously a lot of people have now moved away from Joburg. There was a lot of semigration, which was obviously great for us and us agents in Cape Town because we, yeah. we were doing a lot of sales. <laughs> um, it slowed down a little bit now with interest rates and things like that. And, yeah. and the Joburgers, South Africans actually are struggling to afford to pay the prices on the Atlantic seaboard. So we're getting a lot of foreigners buying. But are you seeing people going back to Joburg now after you know COVID's over, lockdowns are over? Maybe big companies are calling the employees to come back to the office. Do you think people are coming back to Joburg? Are you seeing kind of a rejuvenation, or do you think it's that mark? You think more people, more and more mm. people will move away. What's wh where do you see it going? So there's there's certainly been a move or a, a hype towards moving to Cape Town. I think a lot of people have made that jump. There's a lot of parties which I've spoken to recently. They're, they're selling their houses in Joburg and looking to move to Cape Town. Maybe they already have a place in, in Cape Town. They're looking just, to just sell that off. But I think amongst all the the negativity and hysteria around Joburg, deals are still getting done. Properties yeah. are still getting built. People are still buying. Transactions are still going through. So sometimes I try to stay away from all the noise. Yeah. I mean, the media is the media. The media has a job to do. They have yeah. a certain story to push. But when you actually look at the, what's actually happening, sometimes it's, it contrasts what's yeah. in the in the headlines. So in Joburg, deals are, staying, are still getting done. This recent, the latest, the last property we shot in Joburg, Beautiful home, I must say, in Bryanston. We were working with one of the developers there, one of the developer agents. We shot the property on Monday. He listed it on Wednesday. By Friday, it was sold. Wow. So it just shows you the market is, things are still happening, yeah. you know. And um, Joburg is also expanding towards the north side of things where you have your Midrands, the Waterfall City. That's also rejuvenating mm. and coming alive. Amazing. Yeah, it's good to hear that Joburg, because, you know, obviously we love to hype up Cape Town, but yeah. and the, the beef between Joburg and Cape Town <laughs> is real, but, yeah. you know, it's at the end of the day, it's South Africa, and we, yeah. it's good to see it see it happening there, and, and that things are things are happening. It's not as bad as we actually make it out to be. Mm. So the next the next thing I want to chat to you about is what what do you think are the biggest challenges for buyers and sellers who find themselves navigating the luxury real estate market in Cape Town? In Cape Town, wow. So in terms of, I'd say buyers, I talk about, I'll speak about buyers coming into Cape Town. The, the trade-off that, that 
the trade-off that they'll have to make between sp space and price. I think they don't really understand how much space they'll have to let go of in terms of trying to afford the property that they want. Comparatively, in Joburg, you'll probably pay a specific amount of money for a large plot of property or land, whatever you want to call it. On the other side of things, if you come to Cape Town, you probably won't get that size. Because if you look at Cape Town as an entire landscape, there's this small mountain up there called Table <laughs> Mountain, and then there's the ocean, these natural fixed objects. So if you think about it, there's only fixed amount of space that houses can get built. You can't build up the, the Table Mountain because of conservation um, aspects. So there's only a fixed amount of space that you can have properties, especially like along the Atlantic seaboard. So in terms of space, it's very restrictive. So the yeah. amount of space that you can get as a buyer is, you have to, there's a trade-off there. And from the seller side of things, um, I was looking at stats a while ago in terms of the amount of time that property in the second quarter of this year, comparatively to the second quarter of last year. Last year, it was nine weeks. The average was nine weeks. And then the second quarter this year, it rose up to 12 weeks. So the amount of time a property is staying on the market is slightly slightly yeah. longer and just points towards uh, the, the luxury space. I mean, the high-end market is slowing down a bit. Yes. Um, it's boosted by sort of economic factors, macro and microeconomic factors, affordability, all those things, interest rates, as you said. Uh, so it is, it is tougher. But then on the other hand, when we spoke about the short-term stay market, there's this property that we are currently working with. It has been on the market since we started doing this YouTube thing, you sure. know, and, and every single year it gets dropped, dropped. The price keeps on dropping. Maybe I won't give the price of the property because people know which one it is, but I'll give the range. It's listed between 15 and 20 million rand on a yearly basis in terms of short-term stay income, net revenue. It makes 1.2 million rand. So wow. even though properties are taking time to sell, there's still a way in which to take out utility out of those properties from a short-term stay perspective, even a rental, long-term stay rental perspective. Yeah. Going back, going to that return on investment, what are your views on you know investing in property and, and, and prices and things like that? Mm -hmm. Would you say, would you, do you invest for capital growth or would you invest for the return, the, the the returns, and then when you need to sell the asset, you sell it at a, at the price that the market's willing to pay? What what's your what's yeah. your sort of view? I know yeah, it's, this, it's a bit of a controversial topic. Yeah, um, it's too controversial at the level where I'm like, it, it's actually about preference and your yeah. your business model and what you prefer, what you like. You know, it's, it doesn't help doing something that you don't like. Um, like to do something that you're not drawn, something that you won't sustain, you know, yes, the yes. the easiest habits to, to do are the ones that you'll carry on doing them. So for me personally, I, I'm more from an investment perspective, I'm more drawn to property development. I think okay. we have big audacious goals in the development space as a brand. We hope one day to create a development brand, maybe LP developments where we do develop our own cluster units, high end luxury options. So from that perspective, I am more drawn to the development space. But if you're looking at investment into rental or capital gains, you, you always have to look at places which are coming up. You know, yeah. in Cape Town, I look at, and, and the trick here is also following the big players, you know, yes. always following the big guys and seeing what they do. And mm. 
they, t they really get it wrong, you know, the big guys. So if you follow what they're doing, you, you probably in the right path. So looking at the foreshore space, uh, Devot, the gun space, those spaces, I think they're coming alive with MDEC's new development, Harbour Arch, and their plans, they are massive, you know. This podcast is sponsored by Vanzel Kruger Attorneys. I've been working with Vanzel Kruger Attorneys since I first started two and a half years ago in the real estate industry. And they are, they're just amazing. They, they take my calls whenever, whatever time on the weekends, late at night when I have a deal, I'm trying to get over the line and I can't answer a question for a client. They will help me with all the technical legal stuff. And Eberhard Kruger has been my number one supporter since, since day one. So a big shout out to Vanzel Kruger Attorneys. If you are looking for a transferring attorney to help you sell your property and get your deal over the line, they are definitely your go-to attorneys. Thank you so much, Vanzel Kruger Attorneys, for sponsoring this podcast. Yes. Um, Amazon coming into Cape Town. So everything is, is saying that in terms of real estate, long-term wise, it's probably going to be on the rise. So it's a good space to position yourself. And then in yeah. Joburg, in terms of investment options, I talk about location, the, the north of Johannesburg, the waterfall cities, maybe like a two-bedroom apartment. You know that for the for the first time home, for the first time working people into corporate, your typical person which has graduated from um, university and is looking for a place to stay, those are that, that's that standard option that they look for. So mm. it's trying to always meet the demand and not just mm. going off um, uh, speculation. Yeah, that's good advice. Mm. Thanks, man. So um, you, you obviously follow a few architectural trends yeah. um, in Cape Town and South Africa. Um, do you have a specific favorite architect uh, and, and a specific favorite style of property? Do you maybe prefer the more modern? I know you tour a lot of modern properties. Um, I haven't seen many con like contemporary stuff that you guys have toured. Um, but yeah, what's your, what's your sort of, in terms of if you could build your ideal house, what, what, what does that look like for you? Yeah, so uh, if I were to build my ideal house, I'd probably have a conversation with Sawata because their stuff okay. is just... It's just incredible, man. Like the designs, the, the audacity, the. It's just, yeah. So, just answering the first part of the question, we asked who are my favorite architects. So, I'd say Sawata. And we've been fortunate and grateful to have toured two of their properties in Cape Town. The most recent one is the Pentagon, which is on Nettleton Road. And that's probably one of the most beautiful properties we've toured. As you go in there and you look up, there's this massive structure with these sort of extensive cantilevers, which are almost on the road if you look up. Wow. And then you go there, it's just magical. So, yeah, so it's all my favorite architects. And the channel has been more focused towards your ultra modern homes, striking lines, dynamic. Um, clean finishes but we're always open to different types of options you know if there's something more traditional on the eye and it's interesting yes. to the viewers and we think people will enjoy it we are open yeah. to showcasing it i think the more different types of architecture that we do expose people to and also exposing ourselves to we still yes. learning you know yeah, yeah. Um, we we have a favor towards ultra modern but we want to learn about other things other yeah. types of architecture so yeah always open to different styles 
Okay. And do you have a specific favorite property that you've toured, or do you not want to? Do you not like to to give favorites? Yeah, it's it's, it's very hard because <laughs> a lot of the properties are very different. Um, that most recent one, Sawata's one, uh, the Pentagon. It's called the Pentagon. Um, it's obviously an amazing building, but then we look back to two months ago when we were in Joburg, we toured this incredible Bryanston home where the finishes were marble. There was no cost that was spared in that home. The entire shower was made out of marble. It was just phenomenal to see. And then a few years, I think two years ago, we toured Villa Mirage, which was this home in Lundatno with that large boulder in between the house. So when you're walking in between the home, if you're walking in the passage in the house, you almost have to walk around the boulder because it's both internal and external. That was just incredible um, in, in terms of architecture and engineering. But I'd say one of my most favorite one was, uh, should be surprising because it's not the most um, incredible or crazy property to it, but it was a property called, what was it called? It's in Camps Bay, Vista Del, no, it's not Vista Del Maria. I'll, I'll send it to you after this, okay. but it was this, it was a short-term stay property, which was, the ceiling was this off-shutter concrete. There was three bedrooms at the bottom, three bedrooms at the top, and in the middle you have this atrium space that you can look at the 12 apostles, but also the, the atrium is connected to the front view and the glass sliding doors, which have a view of the ocean. And it's so peaceful, so tranquil, and from a day-to-day -day basis, that's the type of property I'd love to live in. Because some Amazing. of the properties, yeah, yeah. You, from a day-to-day -day perspective, you can never imagine yourself living yeah, there. It's nice yeah. for two or three days, but from a day-to-day -day perspective, it's just overwhelming. Yeah, you almost feel like some of these some of these properties were designed as a piece of art. You yeah. know? It's almost like a lot of the, hey, this, I love Sayota, mm. but even uh, Stefan Anthony's mm. home in Clifton, yeah. um, that's I think it's next door to the Pentagon. Yeah, yeah. Um, I watched the tour Nezi did there. Mm. Um, and yeah, it's an amazing property, but yeah, it seems some of it doesn't seem practical. Mm. Yeah. Um, but I'm not trying to bash him or anything. Yeah. Um, I just, yeah, it's, it, it's, it's a piece of art. It's yeah. a beautiful property to look at. Um, and do you have any properties that are on your wish list? Maybe you can give a shout out on the podcast, like on your wish list that you'd love to tour, that you've been trying to tour. Yeah, um, so we've, we're trying to go to the, to the niceness, the, that space of the, of the coast. But we're also looking to expand to other areas, you know. I think we've done a lot of Cape Town. There's still a lot, you know. There's still the southern suburbs, which we haven't yet done. There's, there's House Bay, that side. So we're trying to expand more into different spaces in South Africa. Durban, also looking to go to Bumalanga, Limpopo, that side of things. But a big goal of ours is to go into Africa and then mm. into Europe and then to other countries because we, we're constantly being inspired. The main reason why we do what we do is to inspire. You know, we, we mm. look back at, at our younger selves and we look at the types of things that we used to watch and get inspired by. So we're constantly trying to break the boundaries, go to different locations, learn more, meet more people, expand our, our vision and our goals. Amazing, man. It's, it's, that's, that's very inspiring for me to hear. Mm. And just, just from when, you know, where you came from, 
to what you are now what what are the what did it take to kind of get there you know i know it, it, it took quite a you guys have made a lot of sacrifices i know you're a really hard working mm. guy what is a what is a typical day in the life of sabir look like <laughs> it's not everyone says this but it's, it's never the same you know yeah. sometimes it's a recording day and a big thing about our business model we always there's so many different business opportunities on a day-to-day -day basis that we are thinking about and that we get approached to do. So it's almost, it's very hard on a day-to-day -day basis just to sit down and do what we have to do. We almost mm. have to fight, the, we almost have to say no a lot of the times to different things and just to focus on what we're doing. The core yes. thing and the reason why we got where, to where we are today is because of the YouTube videos, you know, because of what we do on YouTube, the home tours that we do, the passion and drive that we show towards showcasing these properties. Because I'll touch on the, the inspiration part of things because we do this because we enjoy it. We do this because yes. it's inspiring to us. And we'd like to show these properties because there's often a lot of negativity and pessimists uh, view in South Africa so if we can provide that little glimpse of hope because as a kid watching these properties you start to think you start to think wow that's an amazing property who owns that property what do they do for a living what is what is this profession what is civil engineering what is this you know yeah. and you start to google things and you start going down the rabbit hole of say, okay thinking okay can I do this for myself can I from where I am today, can I get to this space? You know, yes. you start going down that rabbit hole and it's about now you, you're taking charge of your life. And I think that's the biggest thing for us is just giving people that inspiration to say, okay, you know what, maybe I can also do this. Maybe I can also um, get to this point where whatever it looks like, it doesn't yeah. have to be homes, it doesn't have to be luxury and opulence. That's just what we are doing, but it doesn't have to be that. Just whatever thing that you want to achieve, yeah. I think there's there's... It's about getting up and just pursuing it. Yeah, I think a lot of people have those big, big dreams and goals, um, but they never realize them because they give up when it's too early. Mm. You know, you, you you have a dream to become the next Springbok or the mm. next top football player, yeah. or you just want to be a good accountant and be an investment banker or something like that. But a lot of people give up. And I think when you see someone like yourself that has, you know, I, I knew you when you were working, a, you, you started off working a job. And then I remember we had a chat a couple of months ago and you said, I quit my job mm. and I'm, I'm now doing this full time. And to hear something like that, it's super inspiring for other people and, and, and to get that message to them that they can also, you know, be where you are. But it takes a certain amount of sacrifice. Yeah, I mean, sure. um, so it, it's amazing. This podcast is also sponsored by M2 Bio. M2 Bio are a startup that are innovating in the biotech space. They're working with CBD, psilocybin, hemp, and they are creating some amazing products. You should definitely check them out. We have got their Medspresso coffee pods here, which I have been using for a while. And I really love them because I drink a lot of coffee, but having the CBD in the coffee just takes the edge off of the coffee and you don't get that anxiety that you usually get when you drink a lot of coffee. So big shout out to them. And thanks so much to Jeff for, for being involved in this. He's been a big mentor to me in my business and helping me come up with the Camps Bay Guy brand. So thank you so much, Jeff. And thank you, M2Bio, for sponsoring the podcast. The, another thing I want to ask you, how is the work that you guys are doing helping luxury real estate brokers in South Africa? I mean, have you has any of the stuff that you've done resulted in some big sales 
um, and and maybe I mean maybe it's not the sales, but maybe it's getting them great clientele and buyers. And you know when you plug a an, an agent in one of your tours, I think it really can boost their business. I've noticed it's really helped me boost my business when I've worked with you. Um, so yeah, maybe if you can just expand a little bit on that. Yeah. So what, how we've so in the beginning, obviously started just doing this purely off just passion but over time you realize actually this is a good asset to help other role players in the built environment space so in terms of agents we typically most of the time work with agents partnering with them in terms of working with them and their listing trying to get more eyes more views on their listing because the more views the more eyes you get on the listing the higher the probability that you'll find a seller you know we know that maybe 90 percent of our viewers on youtube specifically probably can't afford that home but all you need is that one person but yes. then the more the views the higher the probability so i think that's one of the the big things that we offer to agents giving them that visibility of their listings and nowadays we we go full out on social media as well it's not just youtube it's yes. it's, it's instagram it's tiktok it's facebook it's twitter it's a, it's a full suite offering that we offer to agents and also as you said from a personal digital ID perspective, a, a digital presence perspective, we provide that type. It's sort of a consultancy because when we work yeah. with them, we also suggest things like, no, I'd, don't post this real like this, post it like this. This is the type yeah. of music that you need here. Actually, don't post any reels for now. Wait until you have it online so you have the link so people, if they see this, they can act yeah. quickly. You know, so from a consultancy perspective, we also offer that and just growing their personal brand. Okay. If and uh, I'll I'll give you I'll give you an exclusive on this episode. So yeah. we are from January. I'm not sure when this episode will come out, but from January onwards, we are op- opening our own real estate uh, brokerage, where we will be offering sales and. Um, sales and rental services because we've seen that through working with agents a lot of the time we've we've had business that we've often referred to agents worked with agents and then plugged them with different types of um individuals you know people looking to come to south africa it's a lot of international people that often reach out to us so then we'd reach out to our agent partners and then we'd plug them with the individual so this gives us a a good a good hand in terms of trying to service those people as well as well as still partnering and collaborating with our agent friends so would it be would it be more of a buyer's agency rather than a listing agency or you guys look to do the full suite yeah so naturally i think we do stand from a, a buyer's side of things but we, we will be also offering yeah. from a sales side of things, becoming also sale agents. Amazing. Mm. That that's a, that's a whole new journey. You must chat to me when it's it starts. A, I'd love to help you. I know. It's it's, yeah. it's a massive journey, but yeah. I think we're always looking to grow. We're always looking to expand. Mm. And we this yeah. YouTube, one, one thing I love about this YouTube thing is it's taught us so much about the journey of starting anything. You know, yeah. if you start anything, you're gonna be terrible in the beginning. Like, don't don't even stress about being terrible. It, it, it's gonna come with yes, it, you know. Yes. So, with anything that we start now, we know we're gonna be terrible in the beginning, but we know we're not gonna be terrible forever. Yeah. One a joke which I often tell Neil, my co-founder, is that I was like, dude, in the beginning, I was so terrible at presenting, you know. I'm like, 
bad, bad, bad. I thought I could just walk into houses because I enjoy, I enjoy architecture. I thought I could just walk in there and just speak about houses, you know, but it doesn't work like that. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, oh, did I, people in the comments are ripping me. I'm, I'm so bad at this. But I was like, in my head, getting my mentality right and saying, okay, you know what? If after a hundred episodes, I'm still bad at this, we'll quit. Yeah, you know? yeah. But I knew that after a hundred episodes, it was impossible to still be bad. So yeah. the it's just pointing out if you continue something, there'll be a, a point where you you're half decent at it. For sure. No, that's that that that's the truth. And and I think I think you guys are making a great move moving into the space. You know, mm. I think you guys are probably missing a lot of business mm. um, by not being agents. Mm. Um, and I mean the we know what the commissions are like. Mm. And so yeah, I'm I'm excited to see that journey for you guys. So. Well done for taking that step, and thanks for giving us that exclusive insight. Appreciate it. We'll man. keep it uh, keep it close to ourselves <laughs> until the, uh, you guys will probably get the big news. The yeah, news will sure. be out when this when this drops. Mm. Um, okay, so we're doing an ask the agent Q and A segment every week, where the listeners and viewers at home have a chance to ask me and my guest their most pressing real estate questions. So don't forget to follow me on Instagram so you can ask whatever you want. We usually do this a few days before we record the pod. So keep your eyes peeled. So let's start. You ready for some questions from the audience? Shoot. <laughs> okay. First question. What advice would you give to a teenager who wants to be a successful real estate investor? Wow. Okay. There's this there's this current TikTok video that's currently trending. It's about this individual lady in the family. She's like a first time home buyer, and she's just speaking towards all the things that she didn't know that comes with home ownership, you know. And she speaks about different costs that are associated, the interest rates rising. So a lot of people, when it comes to purchasing their first home. They just think about their bond repayment. Mm. And you know, well as me, it's not just about your bond repayment. It's about the cost of ownership. What's involved when you're owning how Your bond repayment is part of that. But what are you going to do in terms of security? What are you going to do in terms of maintenance? What are you going to do in terms of taxes? All that holistic cost is involved in the cost of ownership. And also when in interest rates rise, uh, do you have a buffer to absorb that? So... Why I, why I speak about that is that information and research. A lot of people don't do the research. So advice would be do research. Make mm -hmm. sure you have your numbers down. Make sure you ask people who have done it. Make sure you ask people who are doing it successfully, what's involved yeah. in it. Because you might read an article that says this, read an article that says that, but people that have done it have that real lived experiences. Just doing your research will allow you to eliminate and mitigate those initial mistakes that might cost you and cost you not doing it again. So just from an investment perspective, just doing your research and making sure that you're ready for whatever it yeah. involves. Yeah, and I, I want to expand. I think that's great advice and also want to expand on that a little bit as well. Mm. Um, I think when you're buying a property, especially if you're buying it for yourself, mm. I don't think you need to, yes, it's a little bit of an investment you're going to be putting money in, but I think don't look at it as... You know, Robert Kiyosaki, Rich yeah. Dad, Poor Dad, he says, you know, the home you live in is not an investment. It's not an asset. Look at it as something, as investing in your family. Let's yeah. say you want your kids to have a garden to run around and you want them to each have their own bedroom 
and you want a little bit of extra space for yourself to have a little home gym, it's an investment in your lifestyle. Yeah. Um, so I think when you're looking at it and you're searching for a home, don't only look. Obviously, the the money needs the the money needs to be right, but it also needs to be the right home for you yeah. and your lifestyle. And you can't put a cost on that. You can't put a cost on being happy. You know, would you rather live in a dingy two-bedroom, two-bathroom apartment or do you rather live in a four-bedroom house and have the space you want and, and live the lifestyle you want? So, I mean, Thank yeah, you. Thank you for dresser. saying that yeah, because, sure. because that's such an important point that you make there and people don't consider that because the yeah. intangibles. Waking yeah. up, I'll, I'll, I'll not say that one, but the... The, the thing that I get frustrated a lot of the times is people, you know that saying, that typical saying that you're paying someone's bond. Yeah, yeah. You, you're renting an apartment. That that ownership versus rent uh, an argument that's been yeah. going on. And people saying they don't want to rent because they're paying someone else's bond. And it's true, you are paying someone else's bond, but do you think that you're just living in that space and not reaping any utility yeah, yeah. from being in that unit? You're yeah. paying, you, it's a trade exchange. You're paying and then you're getting access to the space. Yes. And you you have to think about how does that space, how do you benefit from that space, you know? It's not just about the money. You yeah. paying someone else's bond. You're also benefiting from the space and all yes. the intangibles that are involved. Maybe that space is a is a, is a well-known sectional title scheme that you bump into well-known people a lot of the times. So in terms of yeah. business, it adds on to your business. So those things are also things that you have to consider when you're looking at uh, home ownership versus rental. Um, for sure. But yeah, that's an amazing point, man. Thanks. And and thank you for giving that extra, extra bit. I think, yeah, I think that's pretty much all we've got time for today. Mm. It's been really good having you on the podcast. Um, I'm really proud of what you've done. And I'm very excited to see where the journey goes from here um, as you enter the, the real estate sales space. So yeah, very uh, good luck to you as you go ahead. And I hope we'll have some big partnerships and do some big deals together now that you're <laughs> going to be an agent. Um, but um, dude, you've, exp you've inspired so many people, including myself. Uh, keep doing what you're doing. It's amazing. And thanks so much for, for being on the show. Um, do you have anything else you want to say before we, we close off? Yeah, I appreciate you having me on on the show. And as I've said in the beginning, man, from watching from afar, I've, I've appreciated what you've been doing in the real estate space, your application in the space specifically. And yeah, keen to get these partnerships and working together. And yeah, I'm rooting for you, man. Thanks so much. Cheers. Cheers.